Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. out there. This is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning in to Movie Attic Headquarters. You don't have to be a movie addict to visit here, of course. But if you are one, it's definitely the place for you. We're in for a real treat today, folks, because... Because Barry Monish, <laughs> author and editor of Screen World 2011, is here again, and that's the first time that I've done the drum roll, so uh, you know it's special. And he's here this time to discuss the latest edition of the beloved movie anthology series and to talk about the upcoming Academy Awards. Barry is also the author of Music on Film, West Side Story, Encyclopedia of Hollywood Film Actors from the Silent Era to 1965, Everybody's Talking, the Top Films of 1965 to 69, and uh, co-author of Lucille Ball FAQ. He recently updated Stanley Green's Hollywood Musicals Year by Year, and he does research for the Paley Center for the Media. He admits because he was on the show before, and he did tell us this, that he usually can't stopping, can't stop talking about the Academy Award nominations after they're announced. So he should be in rare form for today's show, just as he was last year when he visited with us. It's no surprise that Barry lists his major interests as movies, motion pictures, and film in that order. In other words, Barry is a true movie addict extraordinaire, so he's the perfect guest for our show. Welcome back to Movie Addict Headquarters, Barry. Thank you, Betty Joe. First of all, I want to know, was that you playing the drums? Oh, of course. <laughs> I wouldn't have it all any other way. You did a great job, I have to say. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I've always wanted <laughs> to play the drums. And you know, Barry, I've had that sound effect here. On the switchboard for you know a couple of months, and I I haven't used it before, so so you should oh, be I'm flattered. I'm, I'm yes, flattered. yes. <laughs> I knew I had to have a drum roll for for you, and it's so great to have you back on our well, show. Thank and you very much. Of course, I I've got lots of questions for you, but let's see if um, Nikki Starr is ready to help with the show. I know that we've been having some technical uh, difficulties, but I think she's here. So uh, Nikki, is the chat room open for listeners to sign in? It is, and we're ready to go, and super excited to talk about Oscar nominations and hear what you guys have to say. Oh, thank you, Nikki. I I feel exactly the same way about it, and I I also want to thank the people who sign up for the chat because we really appreciate them them as well as all our other listeners. Now, back to you, Barry. I loved your new edition of Screen World. Thanks so much for sending me a copy. Sure. Thank you so much. You're you're a very appreciative fan of the book, so I I wanted to make sure that you got another one this year. So um, I appreciate all the attention that you bring to it. I really do. Well, I I just absolutely uh, love uh, this anthology, and uh, 
you were so kind to make the uh, cover just match um, my so-called office. <laughs> so I have it. I'm displaying it in a very public place here. Exactly so. what I had in mind. <laughs> yeah, I know. It just, I it had just, no idea. And no. it just fits. It just fits right in. And I noticed, and I was pleased that you dedicated this volume to Barbara Streisand. Yes. Uh, why did you select her in connection with this book? And, and do you have a favorite Streisand movie? Um, I, I, I am. Given the uh, the great opportunity to dedicate this book to whomever I want, which is really nice, there's never any suggestion from the publisher and whatnot. So what I basically do is pick all the performers whose work I like, um, as opposed to people who might be significant who I'm not a very big fan of. I've I've been a fan of Barbara Streisand's for years, and uh, and I I just. I think she's one of the truly legendary figures in film and certainly in, in uh, music. And, uh, you know, the, uh, lately it seems like a, there's a lot of backlash against her by certain people who don't oh. really understand the scope of her talents, I think. And, and I think she's pretty extraordinary at everything she does. Um, you know, not all of her films have been great, but, you know, who can say that about anybody? But I just think she's right. she's pretty special. I, I think she's a real standout. I, I think my favorite personal performance of hers is Yentl, which I, I believe is her favorite, too, because, you know, that was like a labor of love for her. But I think she, her performance in that is really terrific. I mean, she did a very good job of directing the film, too. Um, oh, yes. I, she is a, quite a triple threat. I mean, yes, indeed. she can do everything. She can do uh, drama. She can do the, the musical. She can do comedy Absolutely. and directing. Yeah. And I I remember um, being just bowled over by her direction of uh, Prince of Tides. Right, absolutely, yes. Yeah. With Nick Noldy, I mean, that was just a beautiful work. Yeah, I mean, if I have, a, I have to complain, if I have a, a complaint about her, it's, she needs to work more. I mean, she, yeah. has, she's, it's frustrating the way she's been in film since 1968, and I think she's in less than 20 movies. You know, I mean, really? it, it, it's, it's maddening. Yeah, I mean, she, there's just long gaps between when she works and. You know, I, I think she's just, you know, she's always looking for the right thing, I guess, and and sometimes she doesn't even pick the right thing. But you know, she she's, I don't know, it's kind of frustrating because there's just people who, you know, I could care less if they worked and they work constantly, and someone like her who's such a special talent, it's a shame that there's, you know, so so little of her on film. I agree with I yeah. agree with you on that, but I didn't yeah. realize that it was a uh, like twenty. Yeah, it's a films. pretty small number. Yeah. And I uh, maybe I think that it's more because she appears uh, on television. She does her concerts, yeah, and you know makes the albums and and that kind of thing. So, uh, but I I do I do miss her on the big screen definitely, and yeah. I wish that she would that she would do more. Uh, you'll be surprised at my favorite Streisand film because I don't think anybody else would would pick this but for some reason or other it just got to me and it's on a clear day you can oh, see forever okay yeah no i mean <laughs> that that certainly has its fans i mean i know it's a sort sort of a um i don't know sort of a tampered with movie you probably know that right it's sort of not the film it was intended to be there was all these sequences chopped out of it and Right. And Minnelli was upset, and and Barbara was upset, and yeah. So I I was always curious to see what it was originally 
intended to look like, you know, with all the songs that are missing from it. I mean, it would be great to see it because she's in great vocal form in that movie. My God, I mean. Oh that, yes, and when and singing that and that song, it's just uh, yeah, you know, it just kind of goes right to, right to your heart. And I, I I have a special place in my heart, I guess, for that film because I think it was inspired by. The Search for Bridie Murphy. Yes, yes, I believe it was. Yeah, not credited, which is, but yeah. From um, which the uh, the lady who who was supposed was supposed to be Bridie Murphy and and wrote the wrote the uh, book is uh, from Pueblo, Colorado, which is where oh. I am right now. That's oh, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, see. So yeah. I did, you know. So I was really eagerly awaiting that film, and then yeah. I was not disappointed, even though, of course, it wasn't. Uh, uh, page for page at all, but it was it was very very entertaining. And but I wanted to talk with you, of course, about Screen World and why do you think so many people are like me? So many movie fans uh, always look forward each year to the, uh, the the new edition of Screen World. Well, I we're we're unique because um, I mean even though we have the internet now, where you know this information I guess is is here and there and there and there, everything's spread all over and, and what they like to call the cloud, I guess, is the the, the trend expression. But uh, I, what what our book does is it it puts it all together in one volume containing that specific year. So that yeah. way you can actually pull it out and look at exactly what the year in films in America, at least, you know how we how they showed up here. Um, you know, next to each other, each film, so you can say, ah, I see that this year consisted of, you know, the Descendants and. Uh, you know, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows and, the you know, all, uh, the help and whatever. You can see that, you know, what the year 2011 looked like in film all in one contained volume. I, I think that's the unique thing about us, you know. Yes, I really like I really like like it because of the things that you that you mentioned. And I mean, where can you find this much information about one whole year? In in movies, you know, in manageable form, and I I really do agree with Jeffrey Lyons, um, and and many of our listeners know who Jeffrey Lyons is. Yeah. He's a film and theater critic, and right. I like this I like this quote that that <clears throat> was used uh, on on the I think it's on the back of the book yes. where he says it's essential for any film library, and he calls it the handiest most useful chronicle of a year spent in the dark yes. <laughs> and he says every film lover should uh should have uh, have this volume and i i think he's right about that i just really uh the pictures i mean those photos they're just beautiful and then uh, and then the little extras that you have in terms of the um acting nominees Yes for, yes. for the Oscars, and a look at the year's most promising new screen personalities, and then the complete film information about the cast and the and the characters and the credits and the production company and the date released and the rating, and even a little plot summary. Yeah. And, and the running time. Right. It's just so much information. And yeah, I mean, it's threatening to burst at the seams these days because there are so many movies that come out now. I mean, it was a little more manageable a couple of years ago, you know, uh, and, and applause has been generous uh, over the years about expanding the number of pages. But, uh, you know, maybe you don't get as many films in Colorado as we do in New York, but no. it's astounding sometimes. You open the paper on Friday 
the number of films that are popping up here in theaters, you know, only to play a week. I mean, they're basically that's the whole intention, but you know, and it's very exciting for people who love movies, but I keep like every so often going, "Oh my gosh, there's another 20 films to put in screen world. Are we going to have the space? Are we going to have the space?" is what I start wondering. Yeah, exactly. Well, I was wondering about that because um the two, uh, 2011 yeah you mentioned that uh, there were 807 movies yes yes as, that as were far as we could tally yes my lord how yeah. This doesn't how and this do doesn't you, count direct do you, to video titles, you know. I mean, this is this is released in theaters, yeah. So released in the theaters, it's, yeah. It's just it's just amazing, and isn't it? I, what um, out of those eight hundred and seven, I I don't know how many of of them you actually saw. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, after you know, I tallied that up, um, and I, I find this funny because when I would, if I mentioned this total to your average person, they're astounded. Like, yeah. oh, my God, you see so many movies. And yet, uh, it's 125, I noticed, that the films that I saw in 2011 oh. were 125. And yet, when you realize that there's 807 films, think of the amount of <laughs> films I did not see, actually. I know, I, mean, it, I know. It's pretty but... amazing. I mean, I make sure I you know, I see all the major things, but it's it's really quite amazing the the amount of films that come out it's just uh, there's and, and who would ever be able to catch up with them all it's not possible but yeah, the, but yeah. now out of those 127 movies that is that what you said 125 yeah 125 yeah. movies that you saw that were released in 2011 which one stood out for you and and why did they stand out um i i guess see that's that's what i i like to basically bring attention to them in the opening um Statement, I guess you'd call it the forward yeah, in, in the book. analysis. Mm-hmm. The, that you know, I, I they asked me to do a analysis of the year, and I, my intention was always to celebrate the films rather than tell you what I thought stunk. <laughs> oh, good. So, good. Yeah, right. so I, I hate when people dwell on that sort of thing. So I mean, basically, I put them right up in the front of the book. Uh, a lot of my favorites, and all, and also when I can, I can put them on the cover too. Um, I mean, like one of the films that I, I just adored from that year was the, the film that. Christopher Plummer won the Academy Award for Beginners. Um, oh, yes. I just thought that was just such a uniquely um, made film, the way it sort of jumped around non-chronologically, telling both his story and Ewan McGregor as his son. Oh, um, he was great, too. Oh, and he was, yeah, I, I love Ewan McGregor. I, he's one of Me my too. favorite current actors. I I, I just think that uh, I, I can't get enough of him. So I, just the two of them together, they were just both so wonderful. And I, it was just such a moving film, and I was so thrilled to see Christopher Plummer win that Oscar for that. Uh, you know, it, it was just—it really was a very special film. I thought, it just just absolutely one of my favorites. And um, another one that, that that did get attention, which I was glad, was The Descendants with George Clooney. Oh yes. Yeah, I I just think that I I adore Alexander Payne's films. I, I think he's like such a good writer and such a good ever director. Ever since Election, ever since Election. Yeah, well, it's, the one before that too was when I I mean I guess his very first film was Citizen Ruth with. Um, oh yes. Yeah, Laura Dern was Laura was Dern. great. It was so it was so under the wire. I mean, it barely even got much distribution, but it was a very funny and very sharp movie. And everything he's done since, I I, I can't think of another director has such a good track record uh, as as he does. I mean, I've enjoyed every one of his films. 
the, you know, yeah. So uh, I mean, that that was definitely, and and I'm I'm I don't know, I'm, I'm very high on George Clooney these days. I think I, I like that George Clooney. I feel really is trying to uh, bring films up to an adult level and, and do mm-hmm. good work, uh, you know, for adults. I mean, that and the Ides of March was also from that year, which I thought was a very good film too. Um, I, I look forward to what he is going to do next because I, I think that he does. I think he tries to it's sort of the way um you know, for years you felt that with like Robert Redford and, and Warren mm-hmm. Beatty. They had the you know, they came upon the scene with everyone telling you how good looking they were and they didn't want to fall into that trap of oh, I'm just a you know, a sex symbol or whatever. They wanted to make films about something. And I feel like George Clooney's sort of continuing that tradition and, and I really uh, really like that about him. I uh, agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. There's there's a lot. There's a, there's another film uh, from 2011, a very underrated film that I thought was just outstanding, uh, Margin Call, with um, Kevin, Spacey Kevin Spacey and uh, uh, Stanley Tucci, I thought was – I mean, the whole cast was great, but I thought Stanley Tucci was the real standout performance in that, too. It's such a – sharply written film uh, about the uh you know economical disasters in America and I just I wish it had gotten more attention I wish it would continue to get some attention I mean it it got an Oscar nomination for its screenplay but I don't think a lot of people saw it No they didn't and yeah. and that's one of the reasons that I like to do this show because uh we can even after the after the uh, movies have have left the big screen, you know we can order them on Netflix. And right. These are some of the movies that uh, many people haven't seen, and Margin Call is one of them. Yeah, absolutely. So we get a chance to call attention to that. So, dear listeners, if you haven't seen Margin Call, yes, <laughs> that's please one do. Please that do. That we would highly recommend. So, The Beginners and The Descendants, The Ides of March. Margin Call, those are uh, films that really impressed you in, yes, uh, yes. in 2011. And, you know, I'm so glad that you titled your analysis, Silence Was Golden. Oh, right. <laughs> yes. Because, and you know why, I think the artist. Oh, the artist was also loved, too, yeah. It was just, it was something special indeed. Who knew Absolutely. that a silent movie, no matter how charming, could be so successful in this day and age? Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, uh, and black and white. Don't forget black and white. Too. Black and white and a uh, French film. And French, too, yes. I mean, I'm, I'm still astounded to this day by the number of people who get frightened by black and white movies. Uh, it just, I, it, I don't understand that line of thinking, but I, I still talk to people who go, oh, well, it was in black and white. Huh? It, 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 even more than the silent part of it, <laughs> they seem you to be bothered be right. by the black and white aspect of it. I, I don't. Well, I grew up with black and white. Me so too. So. To it. I, love, I love it. And, yeah, 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 absolutely. So that was, uh, to me, I was so happy to see that you mentioned uh, oh, yeah, no, the artist that. and that you you had found a place in your analysis for the Muppets. Being oh, yeah, no, the, I, I adore the Muppets, yeah. Big I mean, screen. We yeah. absolutely, absolutely love the Muppets here uh, at Movie yeah. Attic Headquarters. In fact, we've done a, a couple of shows about them. We even did a, a skit where we had uh, some people pretending to be Fozzie Bear and, and Kermit and and uh, Miss Piggy, and <laughs> we've just had so much fun with the Muppets. Oh, so I'm yeah, glad I, that you... I love them. I, I made sure I put a picture of the new Muppet on the back of the book, Walter, because I just thought he was oh, adorable. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, yeah, I'd love the Muppets. They could put out a Muppet movie every year, and I'd be pleased. Uh, even I demand if, it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no matter even if the, if the material wasn't that great, I just I just love seeing them. Just they they come on the screen and I, they make me smile immediately. They're just they just that they have that magic to them. So they do, and yeah. and definitely. Um, that was a that was an excellent movie too. Yeah, I mean, no, they did a very good job. I, I really my my you know compliments to Jason Siegel for that. I mean, it was sort of his project that you know he got that all up and running because he was such a fan, and and they really stayed true to the the Muppet spirit. I thought you know they did. So yeah. uh, thank you so much, uh, Jason Siegel. Yes, he, yes. <laughs> he's definitely on my uh, list of heroes <laughs> since, <laughs> yes. he, since he did that. But they hadn't been on the screen for about 12 years. So Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. It Muppets was really, in space, really good I think, to see them back. Yeah. Well, which of which 2011 performances did you admire the most? Now, you talked about uh, Christopher Plummer and Ewan McGregor and George uh, Clooney. And um, were, were there any other performances uh, as you were analyzing the movies of 2011 that stood out for you? Yeah, I mean the 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 Oscar nominations. I think that you're you know uh, uh, singled out a lot of very good people. Uh, you know Octavia Spencer, who won for The Help. I thought she was great. She just did a great job in that role, and as did Viola Davis. Uh, I mean. They're very true to the characters in the novel, which, you know, I really enjoyed that novel, and I thought they just both did an outstanding job. Uh, I'm glad, I was glad to see, you know, one won and one <laughs> was nominated. Um, I also thought it was uh, Moneyball was probably my favorite performance of Brad Pitt's. I thought he was really terrific in that. Um, I mean, he's really... Uh, you know, really grown into a very good actor. Uh, he's he also had that same thing like I was talking about before. He came upon the scene and people just said, "Oh, he's great looking." So we expect him to just stand around like a model. Uh, and I glad, I'm glad he's you know he's doing films that are about something. You know, I, I think it's really um, commendable. Uh, a performance that didn't get much attention because the film didn't get much attention. But I really loved was um, there's a film uh, The Way with Martin Sheen that was directed by his son. Oh yes, I saw that. And I I think that might be my favorite performance of Martin Sheen's. I loved him in that film. I, it was a very under the radar movie, so you figure they probably didn't even have money to campaign for an Oscar nomination. Uh, but I, which he's never received, he's never gotten an Oscar nomination ever. But um, I thought that was him at his absolute best. I mean, that's, well, I thought he did an excellent yeah. job in that, and that movie was quite uh, emotional, yeah. quite uh, inspirational. Yeah, I mean, and what a, um, what that's a, another one, dear listeners, that uh, you probably didn't see on the big screen. So I'm sure it's available on DVD. Yes, yes, please check it out. Yeah, the way it's like again very under the radar, but it's it's good stuff, very good stuff. Yeah. Well, there's so many of these performances, as you mentioned, that go unseen. Yeah. appreciated yeah. and why do you, is that because we do have as you mentioned before so many more movies being released now yeah i think that i mean back in the <laughs> i sound like i'm 100 in the good old days um back in the old days you know the films would play longer i mean i i you know a film yeah. would come out and they'd sort of uh, nurture it along. It would play in the major cities first, and there, and then it would break a little wider in select engagements, and then it would go wide. I mean, so that you know, if, if you said I have an interest in seeing a, a certain film, there's chance you would have had you know maybe half a year or more to 
check it right. out. You know, and I think that sort of gave them more resonance in, in people's minds of you know, and and made them more available. And now, you know, the most of them open on a Friday and they you know, are expecting huge box office returns immediately and if they don't get those and if they don't think there's any possibility of award consideration or whatever they you know they pull them right out of circulation uh, much too fast many people have said that to me over the years uh, you know i wanted to see such and such a film and, and then it was gone i blinked and it was gone you know i i, I think it's unfortunate uh, i do too but again we do have then most of them do go to a video of some kind yeah and we at least uh can can see them that way if if we can give them enough uh, spotlighting. Right, exactly. That's the problem. I think once you know if they don't make a big impact in theaters, they're also not you know heavily touted on DVD either. Like so, a lot of people just don't know some very good movies even exist. You know. That's true. That's yeah. true. So we have to do our part and yes. and let them know when Absolutely. we when we see a movie like this that we we think deserves recognition. And yeah. I just admire so much the work that you do with the uh, Screen World oh, anthologies. What do you enjoy the most about uh, about putting all these uh, I, films together? I, I, always, I always like to look at it. As it's my way of celebrating how I love the movies because. Uh-huh. Uh, I get a chance to, you know, again, I'm giving pretty much carte blanche in terms of what what I give spreads to and attention to. And so, you know, if I love to film, I, I give it lots of attention in the volume and and uh, get to pick whatever pictures I want to put in that I feel best re- uh, represent it. And, uh, yeah, so I like to look at it as, like, my way of saying here's how I felt about that year at the movies. You know, you you, you have see. the power. <laughs> yes, the, the power. Yes, <laughs> life and death. Come right yeah. out and admit it. Yeah, I have the power. Know. Yeah, but no, it is. It's it's a nice way of, instead of just saying I like this film, I like this film to actually put it in a book form, and uh, you know, have well, it there. Well, I'm glad you're do. I'm definitely glad you're doing this. And and what is your biggest challenge as you're working on each year's? Oh, volume? the biggest challenge is definitely finding the photos because oh. um once again I <laughs> talking nostalgically you know it used to be where we would actually call the film companies up directly and you know being situated here in New York often I would just walk right over to the company and pick the photos up and the press kits and and all the information was in them and you know now everything's online but it doesn't necessarily mean that everything's easy to find online um you know some of these films that open from you know, fly-by-night companies that you've never heard of, it becomes a bit of a challenge to find them online and see if they actually have photos available that can be downloaded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's kind of the biggest challenge. I mean, it, it, oddly enough, you'd think that the Internet would make it easier to get material, and it kind of has made it a little more challenging. Yeah. I see. That, yeah. that would make it... Uh somewhat of a problem and you know today we we wanted to to talk mostly about screen world but um so before we leave that topic we we also want to talk about uh this year's 
Oscars uh, yeah. nominations. And uh, in fact, uh, Nikki's getting a little antsy in the chat room. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she said, she says, I haven't seen any of the movies that were nominated for the Oscars this year, so we're we're going to cover some of those. So so that's okay, uh, yeah. Nikki. Be be patient. But before we we go to uh, to that, uh, Barry, is there anything else you'd like to add about the new screen? World edition and uh, is where can our listeners? Um, where's the best place for our listeners uh, to get a copy? Yeah, I mean, I guess they can go to Amazon.com. You know, type in Screen World. Uh, um, okay. Volume. Uh, I always I always forget what volume is. 63. Volume sixty-three. Volume sixty-three. Um, and also the uh, applause books. Hal Leonard uh, publication site. You can get it through there, but Amazon's probably easier. Um, but yeah, it's it's there. Well, I'm so glad it is, and I do urge our listeners to, uh, who are film lovers and movie addicts, to definitely check yes, check out Screen World 63. And Go to Amazon.com. And collect the past volumes, too. I mean, there's there's 62 yes. other volumes to oh find. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Dating back to 19... library. Yes, but dating back to 1949. Yeah. Wow. You haven't been doing them uh, ever since then, though, have you? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, no, no. 1988 was when I uh, first joined up. So. And uh, and I re- I remember the story about that too. Yeah. From the last well, that, time yes, that's reading. another story. That's another story, but yeah. it, but it is that does prove to listeners that if you are polite when you when you correct somebody, you might end up working. Yeah. There. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. I think we'll we'll keep the people in suspense on that for the next time that you <laughs> that you come back. Um, and before we go to the Oscars, just one other thing that I wanted to to ask you about uh, the Hollywood musicals year by year oh, yeah. that you you updated. Uh, could you tell our listeners a little bit about that? But of course I. Because of course I'm the world's most avid movie musical fan, so ah. I wanted to be sure to mention that. Oh, good. I'm glad you did. Yeah, this was a uh, a book that um, Stanley Green had published uh, years ago um, through Applause, and um, they updated it once before in the uh, I guess the late '90s, and then uh, Stanley Green had passed away, and uh, the uh, woman who did this second updating i don't know what happened to her sorry if you're out there uh <laughs> i have no idea but um applause came to me and they said uh, we'd like to update this book again you know to keep it as current as possible would you be interested in doing it and i jumped at the chance i said i'm like you i i, I love musicals i mean i i think they sensed that they knew that about me and they figured i would be the right guy for the assignment so uh so i started from 1999 was where the the they had left it off last time, mm-hmm. going for the next ten years, and uh, there's a lot more musicals that came out during that period than you'd than you'd like to think. So uh, it Good. was it was a pleasure. I mean, I had seen most of them already in, in theaters and all, but I made sure I went back and I revisited every single one of them again. So it was oh, which lucky. was a pleasure. Yeah, no, I lucky mean, you. I, I mean. Yeah, I really feel terribly embarrassed as the world's most avid movie musical fan that I haven't. I haven't read uh, Hollywood musicals year by year, so that's my that's my assignment. Okay, please. Do. I will <laughs> I will do that, and I I want to thank you for all the work you do in connection with uh, with movie musicals because oh, sure. I I know I 
I recognize your your love and passion for those. Uh, that's my favorite favorite genre. Oh, and, me too. Uh, oh, could I just make a correction here? Yeah. I don't want to insult the poor man. It, the, this person who updated the second edition was not a woman. It was Rick Walters. My apologies to oh. Rick Walters. If if you're out there listening, Rick, I would I would feel terrible if he was going. You're calling me a woman, and I'm not. You know. oh. But the second, the person who updated it the second time was Rick Walters. So let's Rick let's Walters. give a nod to Rick Walters out there. But anyway, I'm sorry. Let's uh, go back to musicals again. And, uh, yes, yes, yeah. and and so the the book that we're talking about, Hollywood musicals, year, year by, by year. year. So yeah. um, if you're fans of movie musicals like Barry and like like me, dear listener, be sure to check out uh, Hollywood musicals year by year. And now. Let's move to one of your other favorite topics, and mine mm-hmm. too. And this will make um, Jay Rouch in the uh, chat room and Nikki Starr, who is wrangling the chat room, very happy because uh, 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 Jay, I think that must be Justin. Justin says that he doesn't even know which films have been nominated. <laughs> And Nikki says she hasn't seen any of the films Good that heavens. were nominated. <laughs> so Where are these movie off. addicts we're looking for? Huh? So we've got nine films this year, just like we had yeah. last year. And I'm going to read them off. Amor, Argo, Beasts of the Southern Wild, Django Unchained, Les Miserables, Life of Pi, Lincoln, Silver Linings Playbook, and zero dark thirty. Now I don't know why they didn't make that ten and put mich- uh, and put the impossible in there to make the tenth uh, movie. But I'm sure you you must have one, Barry, that you think should have made the the tenth movie nominated. Yeah, I think my personal favorite that they left off, which is also brings to mind my the most glaring omission in the acting for me was the sessions. I, I just adored that movie, and I love John Hawke's performance. And I just said, when I saw it in October, I said, oh, well, he's a shoe-in for an Academy Award nomination. So you can imagine my jaw dropping when they read the nominations that morning, and I thought, wow, you can do what he did in that film and not get an Oscar nomination? Uh, I don't know. I was really surprised. But I love that film, so that would be the one I would put in there. Although I like The Impossible, too. I thought that was very good, too. Yes, and... um a question has come up in the chat. Uh, yeah. Nine, nine is too many. Why so many? So why so many? Can you explain that to us? Um, no, I don't. I mean, the idea was to expand it to ten a few years ago, which I thought was a great idea. I only wish that they had done this all along. I mean, they had started with uh, multiple nominations in the 30s and 40s, and then they stopped it. Uh, they narrowed it down to five and. 1944, and I always thought, of course, you can come up with ten nominations every year. There's, I don't think nine is too many at all. I, I, I mean, there's so many good movies out there that are recognized in the other categories as quality work, and yet they don't get, uh, you know, best picture nominations. So this gives them a, a, a better chance to do so. You know, I mean, there's a lot of famous movies over the years that people think probably were nominated for Best Picture and weren't. The African Queen always comes immediately to mind. It was not a Best Picture nominee, even though it won the Oscar for Humphrey Bogart. It, it's, it's you know, a film that good. Couldn't even get into the final five. But, well, that's a good point. I, yeah. But if they're going to... You know, if they're going to expand, I would yeah. think that 10 would be a number that they would say, well, we always are going to have 10. Yeah. But I understand now they can have anywhere from 5, five to 10. Yeah, to 10, right. Depending yeah. on the on the number of films that get a 
first place vote with the, yeah. the first go round. I, I don't understand the voting. It's a bit that. complicated. Yes, it is. It so. really is. Yeah. But at any rate, um, the uh, the nominations. Um, I, I wanted to thank the Academy mm-hmm. <laughs> for some of these <laughs> You're getting your award now. Yes, I did. I wanted to because I. I just I was so pleased about those eight nominations for Les Miserables. Yes, of course I I do like musicals with singing and dancing, so <laughs> it didn't it wasn't you know quite the musical that I that I love, yeah. but but it is a musical mm-hmm. and I I really was pleased when Anne Hathaway got the oh, supporting yeah. actress oh, and and Hugh Jackman be still my heart for getting yeah. a oh and then getting a Golden Globe winning a Golden Globe those those right. Three. So, so that yeah. made me very happy. And Silver Linings Playbook, mm-hmm. getting so many nominations, that I thought was was just was just great. Christoph Waltz in Django Unchained. Is there an actor today with such am- impeccable um, articulation? Are, are you? <laughs> Just with his the way he delivers his lines. Yes, no, I I absolutely loved him in that movie. He he falls into that category though. That I always have a complaint every year. He's not a supporting to me. He's one of the leads in that. I, I was kind of shocked when they put him in supporting because if you real think about it, he carries most of that film until you know certain plot point happens. Uh, yes. I mean, you know, he's really dominating the film, even though Jamie Foxx is on screen with him for most of the time. It's really his film, I I think. So it's kind of odd when they make these weird choices of putting people in the supporting but you know it's it's still a wonderful performance so you know oh but, absolutely yeah. absolutely and and uh i'm with you he had the uh christoph just he just did he was the film i mm-hmm. mean from, yeah. from the beginning as you say till that plot point yes and um he, everybody else was was fine but he was he was the standout and mm-hmm. we have another question from the chat room what about argo producer ben affleck getting snubbed oh as director you mean yeah that was yeah. that was a shocker yeah that was because that was just like i said before to me i thought well you know john hawks was a shoe-in for the sessions i thought oh well ben affleck's a shoe-in for best director for argo so I, yeah that was a bit of a surprise too which is odd because it seems like there's a lot of love in the industry for what he did and appreciation for his achievement and and then oddly enough he ends up not making the final cut so um yeah yeah I think there are a lot of people angry about that, in fact, yeah. and some people are saying, I, I was reading in the last um, edition of uh, Entertainment Weekly, mm-hmm. there's a chance that uh, people will vote for Argo to win Yeah. just because they're upset that Ben Affleck didn't get the director uh, yeah. nomination. Now, I don't know whether that will actually happen, but that's an interesting observation. Yeah, I mean, it is a possibility. I mean, it did end up with the Golden Globe last week, which, I, you know, I don't know if everybody was expecting that, but, um, it, you know, that was a nice surprise. Um, Absolutely. That, yeah. He's, but but he's he's got a good sense of humor about it. When, yes, he does. When people yeah. are saying this to him, you know, we're just so so angry that you got snubbed for, for Best Director. And he's saying, well, I got snubbed for Best Actor, and nobody seems to say about that. <laughs> right, <laughs> so, yes, exactly. So he's got a good, a good sense of humor about it, which, all, which always helps. Well, I was, I was so relieved 
when I heard Naomi Watts's name mm. called out at the at the nomination, you know, when the nominations yeah. were announced, because I was afraid she might not be in there, and I would have been, I would have had to make a citizen's arrest <laughs> or something, <laughs> because yeah. that performance, I feel about that performance like you feel about John Hawks. Yeah. In the in the sessions, I, that was one of the best performances ever filmed in my mind. I, I mean, mean that it's right up yeah. there with uh, Paul Newman in The Verdict or Judy Garland in The Star Is Born. I mean, it was just so so hard, such a hard performance. Yeah, to I mean, do. the what? poor woman had to be in agony through most of the movie when you stop and realize it. I mean, she was like suffering through ninety percent of the film. You know, absolutely, so. and you and McGregor in that. No, it was great. The 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 scene where he made the phone call and broke down, I, that oh. was just one of. Again, I love him. I just think he's great. That was like one of my favorite scenes all year in a film. It was terrific. But um, yeah, I mean that was, and it looked like such a scary movie to make too. I don't know how they did some of those effects and all this sequence where she and the son are trying to get to each other while the, they're rushing through the water. That first time they see each other, it's like. Yes. It was just mind-boggling. I, I don't know how much of that was just film trickery or just really, you know, sending them rushing down this current of water or what. I mean, it was just it was just an amazing sequence. It it was amazing, and yeah. the, uh, it had one of the tenderest scenes in this in the whole from the, for the whole year, maybe for ten, for the last ten, ten years with this little boy mm. that they rescue in a tree. I don't want to get oh, too yeah, yeah. Away, yes, yes, but exactly. I mean it's just. It's just a fantastic movie, so I can't speak highly enough about it. So, dear listeners, if the impossible comes your way, which it hasn't even appeared here in Pueblo, is that right? Yet, really? No, wow. and um, but I thank heavens I get the screeners, you know, because mm. I'm a member of a couple of critics organizations. Mm. So I'm so happy that I was able to see that film. Yeah. But of course, it looks to me like Lincoln might be the film to uh, beat in the best uh, picture because it did get a total of 12 nominations. Right, right. And um Daniel Day-Lewis is is uh, really in the in the money. I think do you do you have any any predictions that you'd like to make? Yeah, no, I think I think that that that's true. I think he'll be the you know, he'll win his third Academy Award. I mean, which is you know, uh, pretty amazing. I guess there's not been an actor who won in the leading category three times. I mean, Jack Nicholson won, and uh, Walter Brennan won, and you know, I mean, three times. But this would be the first time in all in all three would be in the lead, which is you know pretty amazing. But he's an amazing actor, um, and I would love to see Tommy Lee Jones win because he was my favorite of the five uh, uh, best supporting actor nominees. I mean, they were all great, but he was my he was the standout to me. I, I just I just think he keeps getting better and better as an actor. I just think he's so wonderful. And, well, uh, he always does a great job. Yeah. And, uh, I, I wasn't too happy with uh, with Sally Field, but she got a nomination there. Mm. But I think Anne Hathaway will probably win. Yes, which I hope she does. I, when I went to the screening of Les Miserables, the audience just broke into applause after her big number. I mean, which they seldom do at screenings. <laughs> I mean, they were That's that. That's right. Yeah, so they were that astounded by that moment. It was it was so good. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. I didn't yeah. get to see it in um, in the theaters. I saw the screener, but uh, I was ready to stand up and applaud after yeah. that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I know. It was too. very exciting, yeah. I know. Barry, I cannot believe that our time is almost up. Oh, my up, gosh. And I'm just... Uh, That's because Barry never shuts up when you talk it, about the oh, Oscars. <laughs> it's, just, it's just such yeah. a pleasure to to, uh, to talk with you, and I, oh, thank you. I hope to have Same you here. back. Well, sure. we can get uh, Rita Moreno again too, well, because I know you did the book on West Side about West Side mm. Story, and we've had Rita Moreno on the show when we were talking about the uh, 60th anniversary of yeah. uh, Singing in the Rain. Oh, oh even the, the West Side Story. Okay, never mind. Yes, the 60th. <laughs> yeah, 60th is Singing in the Rain. Yes. I think it is. I think it's the 60th. Yeah, yeah last year was 60th. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought so, you meant West Side Story, but I thought no, 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 it's not no, that not old West Side yet. Story. But yeah. she, but uh, discussion between you and and Rita Moreno about West Side Story. I I just uh, think it would be such a fabulous uh, well, show. Again, so, like I said, she she'll know more about it than I will. <laughs> but won't won't it be fun to talk to her? Yeah, yeah. No, I love that? her. Yeah. I so love her. so th- that sounds good to you. Yeah, we can talk about it. You're making okay. me nervous here, thinking that oh, I got to talk to Rita Moreno. But, I know uh, that's the way yeah. I felt when yeah. she said she'd come on the show. But anyway, I'll try to persuade you, and I'll okay. try to persuade Rita. And um, I, 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 I'm sorry that we have to wrap things up now. Okay. <laughs> so, well, it's great talking to you. Oh, you too. I, I'm really, really. Uh, so happy whenever you can be on the show, oh, and we'll look forward to to having you back uh, soon. And this is Betty Jo Tucker giving a big shout out to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for their support, and to Nikki Starr for all she does to help make Movie Attic Headquarters such fun to host. Thanks again to Barry Monish, our chatters, and other listeners. I hope everyone enjoyed the show. I know I sure did. Please come back next time for a salute to Hugh Jackman, two of Hugh's biggest fans. And I think you know it's Fausto Rodriguez, Wirtz, and I will be here to revisit our first tribute and to bring everyone up to date about this talented Oscar-nominated actor. In the meantime, don't you forget to check out our film reviews at realtalkreviews.com. That's all for now, folks. So because our guest loves film musicals, here's Gene Kelly to take us out with the hit song, from one of the best movie musicals of all time. What a glorious feel, and I'm happy again. I'm laughing at clouds, dark up above. The sun's in my heart, and I'm ready for love. Let the stormy clouds chase everyone from the plains. Come on with the rain. Have a smile on my face I walk down the lane With a happy refrain Just singing, singing in the rain Dancing in the rain 
happy again. Singing.